this episode... He was the ombudsman at Mars. Getting their hands in there, digging away at the pet food. They were really concerned, of course, that uh, there was glass, you know, that contaminated the product. Throw out the equivalent of a million cans of dog food. I was like, ah, it's not likely, but we can't be sure. Yes, yeah, that's right. And they're yeah. not going to pay for it up the line, you know, like someone's not going to come down and, you know, give them a hard time. Oh, I think a bit more disgust, mate. Just more, more disgust. <laughs> Get those hands in there on the dog food. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. And I really like the little inflection you had on the repertoire there, Sean. There's a little bit of variation for the uh, for the audience. I was channel I was channeling my inner French after you know the government dumped their submarine uh, oh. sort of bid. Oh. It's a t- it's a it's a touchy subject in Australia at the moment, <laughs> or certainly amongst the French anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, the ambassador got recalled. He left Australia last night, uh, uh, being recalled to France. Um, oh. Yes, not happy. Un Australian, it's been described as. Really? Un Australian? It's like yeah, the, so the French have described the decision. Yes. Like that. Yeah. But let's not go there because most of the audience won't know about bowling, let alone underarm bowling. Right. And, okay. And how appalling that is. Right. It's your story this week, Sean. What do you got for us? Okay. So a number of years ago, uh, we worked with um, a lovely fellow called Mim Gatano. You remember Mim? I certainly do. I look forward to going fishing with him. He's got a uh, he's got a fishing boat in Port Phillip Bay. Right. And right. and always this is completely off track though. But I, there's a fishing a tackle brand called Shimano who make really good fishing reels. Right. And I, I always think I've, I've got this association Mim fishing, and I end up in my mind calling him Mim Shimano. Is that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to make that mistake one day when I'm talking to you. If you're listening, Mim. Great. <laughs> the thing about Mim uh, is he's retired now, but his last position, I think he held it for some time, he was the ombudsman at Mars. And, and the ombudsman was essentially the role that if things weren't solved um, in general, sort of the, the normal channels of, of you know, organisation, people could come to the ombudsman with their concerns. Right. And Mim reported directly to the global CEO. So, you know, the guy had uh, influence in the organization. Uh, but that's not the reason I'm telling the story. Mim's a great storyteller. Right. And, and he would tell me lots of stories. And one of the ones that, that stuck in my mind was his experience uh, when he first started at Mars. So he started out in, uh, in the, what they called the pet pet care facility or pet care factory, uh, which made uh, pet food. And it was in a little town called Wodonga, which is on the sort of border of Victoria, New South Wales. And he said it was, he was only there for a first week and he comes in early in one morning and there is a group of senior guys uh, huddled around a table looking very concerned. They're sort of looking through pet food. Know, getting their hands in there, digging away at the pet food. And he's going, what, what's going on? Like, and you could tell they weren't happy. These were the unhappy fellows. 
Anyway, so, you know, as you do, when something unusual like that happens, you start to ask around. And it turned out that that night, just just as um, during the night, uh, one of the fluorescent lights had exploded in the factory and the glass had shattered and sprayed across the factory floor. And they were really concerned, of course, that uh, there was glass, you know, that contaminated the product. And so they were having all these discussions about whether they think they could detect the glass and, you know, going through all sorts of different possibilities. Um, they sort of came to the conclusion that it's pre- it would be pretty much impossible to do that, to, to, to know for certain. They, in Mars, they have this concept of their five principles. And so they're, this is, they're very top of mind for these leaders. And, uh, and with sort of their principles in mind, they made the decision relatively quickly, you know, within an hour, uh, to throw out the equivalent of a million cans of dog food because they couldn't be sure that that, that product didn't actually have glass in it. Now, of course, they fixed up the, uh, the, the problem they had with the fluorescent light, right? From then on, they had guards, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. They probably never had another fluorescent light smash up, right? But they had guards on the, on the light, so that would never happen again. Uh, but for Mim, he saw this as a real reinforcement of just how strong they believed in their values, right? Yeah, so what are the, those five principles? Um, well, the five principles... I know one of them is responsibility. That's the second one, yeah. The five principles of, are as follows. I'm just going to read them out from their website, okay? First one, we are committed to quality of work and contributions to society. We Two, we embrace our responsibility as individuals and a company to act now. Three is we base decisions on mutuality of benefit to our stakeholders. Everyone needs to benefit, in other words. Um, Four is we harness the power of efficiency to use our resources to maximum effect. And the last one is we have the financial freedom to make our own decisions unrestricted by motivations of others. Right? So that first one on quality and that final one of they have the power to make those financial decisions. That would have been a, a, a substantial financial decision to throw all that pet food out. So, yeah, and anyway. uh, I, remember, I remember Mim telling that story. And one of the things that struck me about it was that they weren't sure that any glass had gotten into the product. Right. But right. they couldn't be sure. Yes. Right? It was like, ah, it's not likely, but we can't be sure. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's, that's that story. What do you reckon? What, uh, what did you like about it? What bits oh, in that well. story resonate with you? Oh well, I can imagine the the group of uh, of managers standing around excitedly examining the options and trying to understand what had happened with a look of consternation on their face. I actually threw in something that I have no idea whether it was true or not, but I thought I'd throw it in for effect, and that is I I had them putting their hands in the pet food because I wanted a bit of disgust. Did it, did you register the disgust? Uh, of hands in the pet food or not? No, I didn't even register that you'd said that. <laughs> ah, did you yeah, say that? I did. I did, yeah. Oh, oh. No, I didn't amp that up enough, obviously. You didn't, huh? 
yeah. <laughs> and I had the hands in the. Uh. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I obviously wasn't paying close enough attention, but yep, so, didn't register that one. Okay. Um, light globe. Oh, sorry, fluorescent light exploding. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, those tiny shards. Yeah, so I've got the mental picture of of the you know like these incredibly small shards of glass. Very hard to detect. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I like this because I just remember Mim telling me, and so it's not something I have to really work hard to recall. Um, the story is sort of stuck in my mind. And, and you know, this idea that a company's values enable them to make these decisions quickly, knowing that they're in the right and they're yeah. not going to pay for it up the line, you know. Like someone's not going to come down and you know give them a hard time because yeah, they, they might go, "Wow, you know, that's unfortunate. You know, what can we do to prevent it happening again?" And, you know, da 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 da. But no one is going to decry the decision that they made, right? Yes, which is yeah, which is well, as it should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think they were the main elements of the story. Um, what would you say if you were to advise on improving the story? Oh, I think a bit more disgust, mate. Just more, more disgust. <laughs> Get those hands in there on the dog food. Um, yes, yes. I, I guess the, the one I would add is the one I already mentioned about the fact that it was unlikely, but they couldn't be sure because it yeah. kind of amps up the intensity of the decision. Because yes, right. there, there is... They could be throwing it out for no good reason. Exactly. There could be yeah. no glass yeah. in this. And they and and it's unlikely there is glass, but they don't know for sure. So yeah. that I think that's an important nuance because mm. it does make the decision harder. Yeah. Yeah. Increases the drama. Yeah. I mean, like if the light explodes directly above an open pit of, of food. food, yeah. Okay. There's no they see it, there's no decision to be made then. No, no, um, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're the probably that's probably that's a good one. I can't think of anything particularly I would change in the story. Though, you know, as I was saying it, I, I picked up one of my own biases, right? Oh, I, I'm going to tell you about your one. If, if, it's, if it's not the same one, I've got... Uh, You've got, got another one. one. So, yeah. so the, one of the biases is that I had all men standing around the table. Yes, that's okay. And, 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 you know, who, who would know, right? You know, and you some did it twice, reason. actually. A group of guys standing around, and then yeah. all these guys did the. And yeah. maybe Mim told it that way. Maybe it's my, just my how I imagined it in some way. Um, and you know, well, for me, one of the interesting and one of the great things about working with leaders from Mars is there is such great diversity: gender, yes, um, uh, age, uh, uh, ethnicity. Uh, you know, it's just a terrific diverse group of leaders yeah yeah no it's good um good okay how would we use the story mark how would you put this into practice well the you know the importance of how stories are great ways to embed your values yeah yeah if you want to get your values embedded then uh, a story is a great way to do it this thing happened years ago and mim's still talking about it yes Actually, one of the things that does strike, strike me is that I remember chatting to Amy Poynton, who at the time was working in one of those big consulting companies, one of the partners there. And she said to me that 
she just she was telling me she was making the point about values and the and the importance of values for speed of decision making. She said she happened to within a week she happened to be talking to two different groups. There was the first group that didn't have clear values, and she said they were going around and around in circles on a decision and could not make the decision. And then I think it was actually the Defence Department, some element of the Defence Department. And there was a decision that had to, that came up, and she saw these these folk make this decision, you know, in an instant because they had really clear values and and how they operated. And and I thought to myself, okay, yeah, that's that's the sort of contrast that really does make the point. And I think we see it again in in this story of Mars, right? Fast decision making. Faster decision making. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, clarity, speed. Um, also, I think the your you tend not to second guess yourself so much when you do have clear values that are strongly strongly held. Yeah, right? because it's it's like okay, let's trot our values out, and if you do that, there is no way you you, know, you just go well, quality. That's our number one principle. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a lay down mosaic. I guess that's to to what Amy Poynton was was referring as the speed of decision decision making. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I would go, go speed of decision making, but also clarity. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I think they're the main main places you would use it, wouldn't you? Unless is there um, any other particular spots in which you could use that story? Well, I guess you you could use it if your your work was around quality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so folks, if quality, you know, quality is really important to us. Let me tell you, I'll give you an example of what happened at Mars. Yeah. And for us, it's the same. Okay. We do not ever budge on quality. Yes. I was chatting to uh, someone who's also in that sort of world. He runs quality for a, a food manufacturer and uh, he was saying that uh, just last week or just recently, they were um, you know, sort of putting ingredients into, into this drink, you know, and it has this particular, you know, it has a really finely measured out ingredient. Uh, he said the problem was is they had uh, the, the big barrels of this, of this uh, um, you know, concoction that they had, um, and the barrels were just numbered. Like that's how you tell what, what ingredient was in it. Like there was, no, there was three, two, seven, eight, one, and next, another barrel, exactly the same in all, you know, in terms of look, uh, except it was, you know, A3225. And, um, and so the person just opened up the second barrel, scooped it out of there, put it in, and they had a, lucky it wasn't something that would kill people, you know, it was just a, a type of um, a sweetener, right? So they had a range of different sweeteners. And... Um, they had immediate feedback from their customers. There was something different about the product. And that's when they realized, you know, they had to, they had to change, they had to make sure they just weren't having this, these barrels A next to each other and B, all the looking the same. And you know, it's just this iterative improvement that's always made in those sort of environments. Um, did I did I mention in the story about uh, Mars that they ended up putting, you know, covers over the fluorescent lights, you know, because yeah, yeah, 
because I remember telling this story to a, a group of quality folk, and I didn't say that, right? And so I just, I to me, because to me the point was made when they made the decision, right? Like for me, all yeah, intents for, and purposes, for, to folks from a different perspective, they're going, "Ah, oh, you're sporting to prevent another one." And that's so, it. Well, that was yeah. their mindset. Like they, they heard the story, and, and it was like I hadn't finished the story. Yep. They're all looking at me like, "Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's but what they do with the fluorescent lights? You know, like, <laughs> they put a guard over it or what? You know?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's a that is a really important point. But when you're telling that story, you need to add that detail in, lest people. Uh, have that reaction everyone wants to know the very end of the story like what happened what actually happened yeah good um okay let's give it a rating okay i've got lots of mars stories in my kit bag yes um they they are replete with stories about their five principles um i i don't know i i would I'm going to give it a six because, I, because I've got so many others that I, I would use and higher rotation. Okay. Now that that wasn't a um, you know a, a six in return of my six last week, was it? No, no, it's just <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a rigid six. Uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, it, it, it's an okay story um, in the sense of usability. Um, but it mainly is mainly obviously mainly around values or in that world of quality. So yeah, I'm going to give a seven. It's a solid seven. Solid seven. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's it guys. Thanks very much for listening in to anecdotally speaking. And of course, tune in next week for another episode of putting stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.